You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And tonight, we are... Hello, Queendom. How are we? It is week four of the Queendom Podcast, and uh, things are going pretty good. We are living our best lives possible, and... uh, Things are wrapping up in Sydney this week, and that is a little sad. That is, um, it hit me today. I uh, woke up, made a post saying X amount of shows to go, and it hit me, and it hit me hard, and I don't know why, but it did. And the uh, last two months have been an absolute thrill of a ride, and if you think about what Queendom have achieved in that last, like what we've achieved as like a little page in the last uh, three months, it is uh, insane and I'm glad to have shared that with all you guys and now get to continue that through this podcast through the next six weeks when we have a break of six in Australia. Uh, but today I'm going to talk about the Queendom and uh, some things I've seen and seen change over the last couple of weeks. So That is the focus of today's episode, and I am really excited to share it with you guys. So, as always, without further ado, uh, it is time to get down. So, here we go. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. So, we have five shows to go in Sydney, um, and that in itself is scary. Um, I'm at two of those shows, and... I don't want to see these girls leave. This show has had a profound effect on my life, even more than I thought it would. Um, Coming into the show, being in the position I was with the account and everything, um, I knew I was going to see it a fair few times, but I didn't expect it to have the effect on my life like it has. Um, So, yeah, we are here. I'm creating a podcast, running an account. It's just blown up, and I'm so glad to have been able to share it with all you guys. And be on this journey together, and the Queendom is an insane group of people, Um, like, you think of everybody out there right now, uh, it is crazy to think that this group started, like, this this fan base started nearly three years ago, that was it, Um, I, I sat next to a guy at my last show in Sydney that, uh, saw, one of the first shows in Edinburgh, and I was like, wow, like, he, and he said, like, it's come so far since then, and he can't believe where it's at, so it's little things like that that make me sit, step back and be like, what am I a part of, like, this is definitely something bigger than it is, and we just don't realise because we're at the centre of it, and uh, I think that's a big thing for today's episode, is acceptance and welcoming and putting our best... Um, image forward so we are a group there's probably let's say let's say 10,000 of us worldwide I know there's about 400 odd um, strong consistent posters and um, people that are in the queendom that are from Australia that are constantly trying to create and build content and community which is great to see and I think a big thing that I've definitely seen in the last week is a lot of people opening up, being welcoming and wanting people to come in and join, bringing friends along, um, making posts on social media, that type of thing. And it's 
it's so good to see new people come in and be like, look, I've just seen the show for the first time and oh my God, it's changed my life. And to hear those stories is just really cool. Um, I've been lucky to overhear some of those in the foyer after the show a couple of times, like people just walking out and being like, wow, um, wow. Uh, <laughs> and I had, um, I, I, I have had this habit over the last couple of shows just being really excited and getting people pumped up and I had this mother taking her daughter and the daughter knew everything inside and out and she was so pumped and the mother was like oh yeah yeah I'm just bringing her and I was like you'll love it by the end and she came up to me at the end of the show she was like well you weren't lying um I want to come again uh too bad it's sold out but we're probably going to go to Melbourne and I was like that is exactly what I'm talking about like this show just has an effect on people of all ages and it's because I think that we grew up with these women in our lives, but we really knew nothing about them. And not only like the historical side of things, but all the themes that are throughout it are so relevant and real. And we're going to touch on all of those later in later episodes, obviously. But I think people can just connect to this show on so many levels. And it's one of those things that with today's society and the world, how it is, it's one of those 75 minute, yeah, cool, I'm in a theater and I'm escaping this world. And uh, you get transported back a couple of hundred years and you're like, I love this. Let's let's keep it going. (laughs) So a question I got from one of my followers uh, over the last week and I thought it was a really good one, actually. And for those of you who don't know, I've seen the show about 12, 13 times now. And um, the question was, what have I seen that's different? Or what have I noticed that I didn't notice the first time, um, having seen it so many times? And th- I, I, I got stumped by this question and really had to think about it. And that's why I thought it was good to kind of possibly chat this over the podcast, because um, I, I'm guessing a couple of you guys would like to hear my thoughts, but also um, it gives you guys, if you're seeing the show for a second, third, fourth time, it gives you something to look out for as well. So I'm going to start at the top. Um, where am I going to start? Let's let's go with just the formations and choreography of the first number and a bit, right? So Carrie Ann has done an amazing job um and i heard her say at one point that she she made a point to try and not have the same formations reappear and when you watch the show from that perspective from a dance perspective you really don't um you see a line you you see the same formations maybe used twice but they're all in different orders and it's all different and it's really fresh to see and um my favorite piece of choreography is Right at the, if you guys were watching my live on Monday, you guys would have seen this. <laughs> I tried to explain this with highlighters, and it was hilarious, but really funny. So, um, going from ex-wives into no way, we get this cool little piece of um, music that isn't in the soundtrack, and it's the um, pop sensation, um, the coronation pop sensation. Um, ex-wives, 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 but Sydney, or wherever you are, there's only one you need to hear from today. Now, when they do the wives transition to for Aragon to come center stage, the transition between Seymour, Boleyn, and 
Aragon is so complex yet so smooth. So Seymour like moves back and Boleyn kind of stays on the same spot as Aragon slides in between the two of them and then Boleyn steps back and Aragon's all of a sudden center stage. And opening night is when I noticed this because um, I was sitting in a seat that was kind of behind the front of the stage. So I was looking at their backs most of the time and it was so cool to see different little things like that, different transitions where you can see Carrie Ann stopped, thought, how can I make this work? And because the stages are so oddly laid out, you've got to use the corners and the, the different angles. And Carrie Ann has done this to a T and it is so cool to see. And another thing she pointed out, um, I went to BroadwayCon for those of you that aren't aware. Um, so BroadwayCon's a massive theatre convention in New York. And um, Six had a panel, and Carrie Ann was talking about mic choreography. So, obviously, musical theatre usually attached mics, so they're not handheld, where Six, being a concert, is handheld. And they choreograph all the way down to what hand the microphone is in for certain songs. Like, when it's in the belt, when it's in the hand, when it's in your left hand, your right hand, when you're using it as a prop, like... To think that that is where the thought came down to designing this show is insane. Uh, speaking of design, Gabriella Slade, wow. Um, teaming up with Nigel Shaw in Australia, um, these two designers, their costumes are just incredible. And I, oh, so much talent. <laughs> and it blows me away every time I see them because they are just so spot on and perfect and the different variations for the swings and alternates and everything in between is just so stunning and the intricacies in the designs right down to different chains different studs their shoes like whatever it is you name it they've thought of it and <laughs> to give each character their own vibe based on these little intricacies is just oh my god um, so pro props to Nigel who re redesigned the Australian, a few of the Australian costumes and Gabriella who obviously designed the OG and Broadway, um, costumes. So if you get the chance to get up close, have a look because they will just really encapture you and engulf you, uh, sticking on the topic of design, lighting. Now, Tim Dealing is the lighting designer, um, and as far as I'm aware, he's worked on every production worldwide. I've definitely met him in Australia. I know he's on Broadway right now, and he's definitely done the West End. So, Tim's designs are stunning. There is a use of so many different types of lights, from blinders to cans to movers to LED strips. Whatever it is, it's there, and... Um, you just look at the little tiny things. I know in Australia for no way. I keep going to no way because that's where everything amazing is. Um, there's just this section where there's the doom doom when she says okay. There's like a doom doom on every okay. Doom doom until she like goes nuts. But every doom doom, these lights go from the bottom of the stage up and they just level up, level up. And I didn't realize that until about my third or fourth show. So, yeah, there's a lot in this show that you just don't realise. Like, the different lights, the different 
colors used for the lights, the different designs used in the lights, like the gobos and that type of thing. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it intrigues me every time that I see the show, how the different elements come together. And then you've got the amazing composition and music design and the audio that comes out that is just so seamless and fun and exciting. And, oh, man, this show. If it doesn't win some Tonys, I'm going to riot because I came into Tony season, I was like, oh, six, probably, like, it'll get noms, but will it win? Like, it's up against some pretty big shows, um, like Moulin Rouge, that type of thing. But I think it's got a chance. The more I think about it, the more I look at it, it's just so neatly <laughs> tied together. <laughs> they just tied it together so well. <laughs> and you guys that have seen the show are laughing with me right now. And um, it's every little element. Choreography, music, um, costuming, lighting, stage design, um, just everything is just so in sync that nothing ever looks out of place, and wow, so the thing that kind of started this whole thought, and it was obviously the message, but the, the amazing experience I had on Saturday night was... Sitting in the audience, I, I came in and I was excited. I was, I was pumped. I hadn't seen the show in two weeks. And I was just like, let's go. I, I, I'm ready. I walk in and there was just this vibe. A vibe in the room. And I was like the first person through the door. And the ushers were excited. Everybody was just ready to go. And I sat there and people like looked at me as I walked in. Because I wear this jacket that's just decked out with sick stuff um so people look at me and I'm like hi yeah but for whatever reason this particular show everybody was like really pumped and I was like cool we're gonna be loud and everyone's like yeah we are and I was like okay all right I got this so like I walked around the theater and there was these little pockets of people that were just so excited and I was throwing out high fives and getting people pumped and I have never heard a reaction to a band walking out on stage like I did for this show. Um, Claire walks out, who's playing Joan, um, who plays keys and Joan, um, walks out and the crowd starts clapping and I had my back to the stage, didn't even notice she'd walked out. And I just started clapping again and everybody erupted and I was like, oh crap, here we go. And then the rest of the band came out, everybody erupted. The lights start moving before the start of the show, and of, like we don't have a curtain in Sydney either, so that's different overseas. Um, so the lights start moving. The crowd goes nuts. The divorce beheaded live. The divorce beheaded dive. Or the divorce beheaded died. Divorce beheaded survive. Right at the start, every single person got a, a mad ovation. And when the lights came up for that first section. All I could see was excitement on the girls' faces. They were like, let's go. And that was one of the best shows I have ever seen them perform and ever heard a crowd get into. Um, it was just insane to hear. And that made me really want to recreate that and hope that that vibe 
can extend out, not only through the Australian Queendom, but the US, UK, that people can really get behind this show because what's better than however many people are in the theatre just being excited to see you on stage? And that just fills you, like as a performer, that fills you with so much energy. When you hear that first roar of the crowd, it's like, okay, here we go. And it just makes me so excited. And that is why I want to do what I would do. That's why we are here creating a podcast. We're on Instagram having fun. We're on Facebook having fun. We're just creating a community that people want to be a part of that take that to the shows and bring more people in. And that is just something special. And it's very unique to the Queendom as well. And I think we need to remember that um, moving forward. Because we have, in the Australian Queendom, we have six weeks without shows now. So we need to find a way to keep this hype up. So when we get to that first Melbourne show, everyone's like, yep, let's go. So that's our task for the next six weeks. Um, UK, obviously, you guys have the tour and the West End production over there. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. You're loving life. Broadway, you guys are going nuts. You guys have sold out like every show on Broadway so far, which is just crazy. So life in the Queendom is pretty good. And we just need... To remember, we're here to fix each other's crowns up, not make them messy. We're here to look after each other, um, keep each other front of mind, and really just put our best foot forward. And as long as we're keeping that in mind, I think moving forward, this show is going to prosper, the fan base is going to prosper, and we're just going to become the next Wicked. We're going to become the next Phantom, where... 20, 30 years down the track, people are going to be like, that show, I was a part of, I was a part of that, like, I was a part of that fandom, I was a, I I was a part of that community that I wanted to be a part of, because the people there were amazing, so that's your goal out there, Queendom, I'm putting the challenge to you to be amazing for the next month, for the next six months, for the next six years, be amazing, because you are amazing, I believe in you, um, and without you guys, I wouldn't be here creating a podcast. So that is really important. And on that note, we are going to wrap things up this week. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, it really does mean a lot that you guys listen in and uh, show some love. If you guys do have any suggestions for future episodes, please let me know in my DMs. You can find me on all social media at OzQueendom. Also, um, if you like this podcast, of course, you can subscribe and make sure you give it a rating if you're on Apple. Leave that five-star review plus a nice comment and I will be sure to catch you guys in the next episode. Uh, And that will be our first episode after six leaves Sydney. So be ready for an emotional Josh because things are going insane. Guys, I appreciate you immensely and... I will see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 